power hour lsu boom all night Let's freaking go. We are live and we're chatting about what could be the biggest recruit in LSU history. Of course, we're going to continue to discuss the Jaden Daniels Heisman dynamic. We have another all-time quarterback great who has spoken out against Jaden Daniels. We'll get to that in just a second. But to me, I do think this is the biggest story for now um, because we got two more days to talk about, obviously, Jaden freaking Daniels. I don't know exactly what we're going to do for Thanksgiving just yet. I kind of want to go live late Thursday night. We're all going to have belly full of turkey. But for me, uh, we're probably not going to go live on Thursday night, but we will be live tomorrow night at 6. Bryce Underwood just got fonged. Steve Wilfong, who many consider to be the most accurate recruiting analyst in the business. He has Bryce Underwood going to LSU. This would be LSU's highest ranked recruit ever. Now, his composite ranking on 247 has actually gone up. And I need to recheck to see if he is actually on par with Trevor Lawrence now when it comes to the best high school quarterback recruit ever. I think he's, last I checked, he was tied for eighth with Bryce Young. But if he were to commit to LSU, this would be the best commitment that anybody has ever landed. I understand. That he could come here and not be great. He could come here and be the next Joe Burrow. But for me, this would be the most impressive recruit that has ever been brought into LSU. We normally don't get the elites of the elites from the North. We'll occasionally get them from Florida. We'll occasionally get them from Texas. But Michigan? Of course, we've gotten Garrett Dellinger recently, but that's not necessarily an LSU fertile recruiting ground. How do we get to this point? Well, the truth is Michigan has taken a quarterback for the 2025 cycle, uh, a four-star, and obviously Bryce Underwood was down to LSU and Michigan, and it looks as if he is going to commit in early January. Now, Part of the reason why I think we will get an answer from Bryce Underwood and he won't push it back is because quarterbacks do have to commit sooner rather than later. I do think Bryce Underwood is worth the hype. I have seen him play. Once again, quarterbacks develop at a different speed than everybody else. I do want to include one thing that he said, though. Something that enamored him is immediate playing time. And we posted some clips from a Bryce Underwood interview in our Decorian Moore deep dive, which you could find on Power Hour LSU on YouTube. Okay, so obviously we should mostly be focused on the guys that are committed and signed to us now. Okay, this is the final regular season game of the season. 
this is the last time we will see a lot of LSU Tigers as we will probably have a bowl opt-out or two or a player enter the portal or, or whatever the case may be. But I just wanted to include that not only Steve Wilfong has him going to LSU, there was a Michigan onsider, onsider, a Michigan insider for on three who also has Bryce Underwood going to LSU. And there is another on three insider. I believe Jamie Newberg has Bryce Underwood going to LSU. Now, obviously, most of the credit should be given to his lead recruiters, which in this case have been Joe Sloan. But honestly, everyone's been in on this. When you get the opportunity to get someone of this caliber, it takes a village. So for real, though, Bryce Underwood, Brian Kelly, Mike Dimbrock, and those guys, I do think it has a lot to do with Jaden Daniels, though. Um, When you talk to high school football recruits, they do look at highlights of players who have played at the university, right? So that is a lot of Tyron Matthew clips that have gotten LSU DBs to LSU. So there you go. We get to our first Super Chat here. Thank you so much, Jared. Um, I do agree with Brian here uh, as you know he and Dalton are debating in the chat. Um, the question is up. Would Bryce Underwood be the biggest recruiting land in LSU history? 61% of you say yes. 39% of you say no. It's down to two players, right? It's down to Bryce Underwood and Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette was more important because he was an in-state recruit, right? It would have been the absolute worst signal if Nick Saban was able to get him to Alabama. But those that know know that Leonard Fournette really wanted to be at LSU. This is a little bit different because we normally don't get the elites of the elites from out of state, right? We normally don't get the elites of the elites at quarterback. So that shows you that guys go out there that win Heisman trophies and your brand at certain positions matter. So, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's it's absolutely crazy. Now to Rob's point, this is true. Kev Falk was the first big in-state Louisiana recruit, so he's always up there. But this would obviously be very different, and I think each and every one of you know that. Okay, so Jared, you get to pick the first topic, and I'm going to go to my next topic right here: Jaden Daniels for Heisman Trophy. Y'all got to quit with these trolls. Okay, so Ryan Leaf did the most engagement bait video. Okay, you remember Ryan Leaf, he was the number two overall quarterback to the GOAT, Peyton Manning, and he stunk, right? Obviously, he had all the field things that happened. There was other things that forced him to not be who he, who everyone expected him to be. And he said, just in a very simple clip, I'm not even going to play it. I don't even want to give him the time of day. He said Jaden Daniels is a rung below Michael Penix and Bo Nix. He gave no specific reasons, and he did the same thing RG3 said. He said, I like Jaden Daniels. All due respects to Jaden Daniels. No, you're spitting in his face. But at least, at least RG3 shared his side of the situation. Ryan Leaf tweeted out a clip. With the new sports betting company with um 
uh, not a lot of followers, and he's trying to get engagement. That's all there is to it. Because it's a short clip, because you have to watch it over and over to see if he actually says something. Then you watch it again to make sure he didn't say anything. And he's just hot taken. Okay? It's simple. Don't fall for the bait. Now, while there are trolls like him out there who don't know what the hell he's talking about, it is so imperative that Jaden kills it on Saturday, which I think he will. I think he will, okay? I have have had little doubt ever since the Ole Miss game that Jaden was just going to go light everybody up. When the Ole Miss game happened, yes, we lost, but he had been pulling together a streak of just dominance that we had not seen since Joe Burrow, where he was just lighting everybody up. And I understand it wasn't the absolute strongest, but the next week, now that we know what we know about the Missouri team, little do we know that that would be by far our best victory on the season and by far Jaden's best performance in a victory on the year. But what is very interesting is – and I kind of want to do this, okay? You can make a Jaden highlight reel of plays that didn't count. Balls that our wide receivers dropped. I think people forget the Kyron Lacey throw that was dropped versus Florida State was a really good one, right? Uh, and that would have been a big play. The Mason Taylor drop was an amazing piece of quarterbacking. The play before that, which was drawn back for a holding call. And I'm just going to go back and mention this again. The best end of game throw that I have seen at LSU. Obviously, the Bluegrass Miracle. Obviously, Flynn Bird, Obviously, Jay Russ versus Arizona State. Obviously, Joe Burrow versus Texas. Okay, those four are up there. Matt Mock versus Georgia is another great one. There are so many. There's so many. What about this one? Jarrett Lee to Terrence Tolliver versus Florida. That was a great one. There's so many. There's so many. And obviously the Bluegrass Miracle, which we've mentioned, is always going to be you know at the top of your mind in third and 17, whatever. I'm just saying, if Chris Hilton catches a ball that Jaden had to dodge an open pass rusher after we whiffed a block, roll out to the right, roll out to the left, throw a ball on a rope. I've never seen that a ball like that thrown like that in that spot. If he catches that, it is one of the greatest highlight reels in the history of the sport, right? This guy has a highlight reel of plays that, that, that weren't even completed. They were called back. This season will never be forgotten whether or not he wins the Heisman Trophy. Okay. We need him to light it up versus Texas A&M. And the good thing about it is Malik Neighbors needs another highlight performance to win the Bolitnikov. Okay? Now, the only downside and the only thing that is a bit of bad luck for us is this game is being played at 11 in the morning the same time that Michigan and Ohio State will be played. Okay? So... 
There you go. Now, let's go to Jared here. It is a little bit of revisionist history for everyone to say that Jaden was going to do what he did. Now, every take I have is on the record. You can go back and look at all of them. The only time I wanted Nuts to start was versus Grambling. And it had nothing to do with the Florida State game. And it had everything to do with just getting him a start versus the easiest team on our schedule for the future of our program. So he can have at least a start. Okay. I also said Jaden Daniels would take a leap. I pictured him taking a leap like Stetson Bennett took a leap. Okay. Where Stetson leaped from being a very good winning quarterback to a true difference maker that is truly incredible. Okay. So let's be clear here. All right. No one expected Jaden Daniels to turn into the single most productive college quarterback we have seen in the modern era. It's those are just the facts. Don't argue with the facts. Okay. That's just the answer. I'm not saying he's the best, but the most productive, the numbers are the numbers. Okay. Argue with yourself about that. All right. So no one expected that. I didn't expect that. I did expect something to go in the right direction. I also think who he was last year and some of the poor performances last year should be talked about, right? Now, why is that? Because, yes, Jaden is a transcendent-level athlete who will probably shatter every combine record for athleticism. Mir, you can't run like that. Honestly, no one's ever been able to run like that except a few QBs, all right? But it shows you what hard work does, all right? Changing the key card lock so he can go in there and watch film, getting being the first one in the door, last one out, changing your throwing motion, changing your mechanics. You know, last year, if you watch all our film studies, there are so many instances of Jaden throwing wobblers, right? Mechanically, um, it, it wasn't the smoothest you will ever see. But everything is just so freaking crisp right now. And it's because he put in the mother effing work. He didn't rest on his laurels. He didn't take, hey, we won the SEC West. That's good enough. No, he took criticism, constructive criticism, and honestly became one of the best deep ball throwers in college football history. He has a 99.9 deep ball rating per PFF, meaning you can't really throw deep balls better than he's thrown them this year. And yes, he's got a lot of things going in his way. Great offensive line, same exact coaching staff, same exact offensive line, best two receivers returning, uh, same tight end, good running, uh, upgraded running back room. All those things help. All those things help. But he put in the work and that's why it's important to talk about some of the 2018 performances and then talk about what a transformation can happen if good players 
work even harder than they did before. And I think that is um, I, I, I think that is a great, great message to receive. OK. But, yeah, Jerry, that's a very good Super Chat comment. It's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And look. It's not totally unprecedented that QBs, you know, take that extra leap, right? Matt got better from one year to the next. Jay Russ got better from one year to the next. But they were a little bit more constant. Who they were the year before was a little bit who they were the next year. They, they were better in some areas. I love seeing leaps. I love it. I really, really, really do. Okay. Aaron, good to have you back. Bill wants to talk about Hots and the Fuller. Here we go. Gage eating gumbo. Good to see that. James says Daniels is a better version of Lamar Jackson. In college, yes, absolutely. Now, will he be that good in the NFL? Hell yeah, he will be. I don't know. <laughs> Lamar is so daggum good in the NFL. And Kenneth, good to see you, man, holding down the CDL, man. I wouldn't be here if one for Kenneth's support, Super Chats, all that good stuff. Good to see you, man. I'm just trying to make sure I'm welcoming all our PHL legends. Robbie B is in here. I know BT's in here. Um, Dante, man, I hope you're feeling better, brother. Now, next thing. While I am really excited about the quarterback picture being the way that it is now, our quarterbacks for the future, do want to bring up, I'm still really excited for Ricky Collins, still very excited for um, – Colin Hurley, and it is also important to point out that most of us, including myself, if we were to say who would have the brighter future at LSU, would it be Walker Howard or Garrett Nussmeyer? I would say probably 80% of us, at least, would have said Walker Howard. So even though we're talking about Bryce Underwood a lot tonight and we're talking about Garrett Nussmeyer, it's always important to understand that you never, ever, ever know anything about any quarterback anywhere. Okay, there are so many different factors that go into you being a great quarterback. There's so many. Okay, now Dwayne D, good to see you. I see a few of you wanting to talk about um, what's what's up, um, uh, Nobbers. Uh, good to see you, man. RSX says he feels like they gave us that time slot on purpose. Okay. Sure. Let's do it. Mm. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm. A lot of you are sending me that Ryan Leaf clip. <laughs> I refuse to not play it. I refuse to not play it. I refuse to play it. Okay? Not going to do that tonight. Not gonna do that. Hey Jules, good to see you. It's been a while, Jules. Uh Aaron, let's go. 
How are y'all coming back tonight? I appreciate it. I thought y'all forgot about me. That's a PHL legend in here. What's up, Carvis? Uh, a lot of y'all worried about Jaden in the bowl game. We'll get to that when that comes. Okay. Um, y'all want to talk some wit weeks? Okay. Let's do it. I don't care about the suspension rumors. I, I really don't. I don't really totally buy them. Okay. Could they could there be some truth to that? I don't know. But Brian Kelly did say he had, had a gash on his foot and stitches around and he's going to be ready to play for Texas AM. Okay. Um, I understand that there are quite a few of you that wonder if you believe, or if I believe, excuse me, that Brian Kelly has something against playing younger players. I truly believe Brian Kelly likes seniority. You can hear in a few clips him talking about, uh, I remember one time with the running back room, he says the players with the most experience are normally the ones that come out on top. It was something along those lines. Sure. And a lot of coaches tend to lean towards playing the more experienced guys over the younger guys for a wide variety of reasons. Now, let's also be honest about a few things here. How many of the younger guys that we have wanted to play have turned out to be as good or better than the guys who already were playing? Okay. Not as many as you think. Not as many as you think. So, yes, it is always exciting for true freshmen. It just is. And Whit Weeks has probably been one of the better true freshmen on our team this year. Okay? So, you know, as far as Wit playing, how much is he changing the trajectory of our defense? He's helping them some, and to a certain degree, a lot, because we just weren't that deep at linebacker. We just weren't, okay? So, sure, we 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 could be better with our running our, with our linebacker depth with him in there, but that's just not the case. That's just not where um, that's just not where we are right now with with weeks because he was had a gash on his foot. Could there be something more? Yeah. Now, as far as the other true freshmen playing, yes, it bothered me that Toviano didn't get some run, okay? But in his limited action, he's been fine, okay? Ashton Stamps, we wanted him to play more. He's been dealing with some injuries. They both spoke to the media today, and they killed it. Um, He had a rough game versus Georgia State. Deshaun Womack, should he get more playing time? Probably so. Because he's given us some good reps, but mostly he's he's it looks like he still needs another year before taking that next step. Caleb Jackson has been mostly good for us this year. Sure, he's made some massive mistakes, but at this point, he 
is not. I mean, he's a better talent and he has a better future and will probably have a better career than Logan Diggs and Josh Williams, but he's not better uh, than those guys at this point. So Ryan Kelly's been mostly right about the true freshman thing, sticking with Miles Frazier at right guard and Emory Jones at right tackle um, over making the Lance Hurd switch. So as far as playing the younger guys, it's – not been as dominant of a true freshman class as we did, had last year. I do think that was a little bit of an outlier, and I was very, you know, upfront about that, not only here, but in my own grading system of these prospects. I'm very excited about these true freshmen, though. I think Toviano's going to be a really good football player. I really do think so. Okay. No, I, I, I do agree with that. I'm on one. I do. It's just it, it just never really showed itself to be true with anyone, really. Um, let's go to Kenneth. I just need a DC and a DL to turn on our defense into something more confident. So DL coach, that's what you're referencing. Yeah, so one thing, one thing I find to be very interesting with Brian Kelly's interior defensive line comments okay he said that he wants to be very active in the portal to go get defensive linemen for this next cycle okay and he wants to do a better job of recruiting high school defensive linemen the issue with that is we have a lot of these guys with eligibility remaining Actually, almost every one of them have eligibility remaining. So, do all these guys come back? And if they come back, do you still need to go out there and get new guys? Because if that's the case, that makes me a little worried, right? You have you 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 then have to make some some tough choices because right now, if I were to go look at the official roster. Pure interior guys, you're about seven-ish scholarship guys deep. What I truly think of this situation with the defensive line room, you can't really answer that until you really know what scheme you're going to run next year. Okay. Let's go to Grant, big supporter Grant. Every time I'm in Tiger Stadium, he comes by me. That's really cool. Regarding the poll question, he, he says, let's wait and see. Every year we have a biggest recruit ever. But this is a matter of, for me, fact. He would be the highest rated recruit we've ever had here. Ever. Per the 247 composite. Now. I'll say this. Um, I'll say this once, you know, because I, I am here, and there are a lot of comments flying in. Uh, please keep the comment section as clean as you possibly can, and make sure you don't spam it. Like, don't send a thousand messages at once, okay? Um, because there might be some people that want to comment, and they don't want to because it's just there's a lot going in it. And one time, you want to make sure I see it. Uh, so, yeah, 
Let's uh, let's keep it going. I got the tiger shirt on tonight. If I have the tiger shirt on tonight, that means I'm on sicko mode. This is Drake and album making mode. Jordan game six mode. I am there. I am him. I am Himothy Chalamet. Okay. see Tari in here. Tari, thanks for all your support. And I kind of want to get to uh, his question here. I also want to give something out. Oh, oh. I kind of want to give um, something out on a player who has a pretty big decision to make this offseason. And that's coming up right after this phl nation oh yeah baby you know about louisiana controls they've been showing us love throughout this college football season and i'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial hvac needs it is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years yes that is four decades you know this louisiana weather gets crazy go to louisianacontrols.com or call 225-924-4990 baby let's go next 20 dollars super chat i'm sending out a btj rookie card so excited for this guy Obviously, we did a long, deep dive before the season as to why he was going to have the season that he's had. Never has there been a better positive regression candidate than Brian Thomas Jr. So there you go. I hey, thought it was Wingo. I do need some Makai Wingo cards. Player X, so it's good, brother. I want to go to Tari. Tari's been rocking with me for a good bit. Um, so he says Juan Johnson here. He means Jawan Johnson playing offense for most of his high school years, and LSU plays him at DB. I just don't want another Sage Ryan. Okay. Now, let me say this about Sage. He had an incredible game versus Georgia State this past weekend. Incredible. Okay. Now, was Georgia State? But he was pretty dang up good, right? And I love to see it. Maybe he's a year four breakout. At this point, you really don't have an option but to retain Sage Ryan for next year. Like, the cornerback room is very bare. And, you know, he's had some some really, really rough games this year. And we've obviously talked about it. But then again, in his defense... I don't think he was slated to play outside corner this year. This was a very much an emergency role kind of situation. So, yeah, I, I'm i very excited to, to see what he can do. Now, I get your point about Jawan Johnson because, for those that don't know, Jawan Johnson is um, a high school quarterback, and he is – a record-setting quarterback in the state of Louisiana. Probably one of the best Louisiana high school football players in, in, in these recent years. And he's at LCA, all right? That's where Sage Ryan went, and Sage Ryan, of course, 
at LCA was more of an offensive threat than a defensive player. I get it. But you bet on athleticism. You bet on the athlete. There have been plenty of high school quarterbacks that have turned out to be great players at other positions. Okay. So, yeah, it's the the, the bottom line um, is um, is Juwan Johnson is is a really, really, really good athlete. And we got a lot of really good DBs coming in this next crop. I know we've lost some, and it's more important, of, of course, to find some corners. But, look, this entire secondary is going to need to be rebuilt. Andre Sam's not back next year. Major Burns could be back next year. Uh, he's got a decision to make. What about J.K. Johnson? Can he play? Is he good? We don't know. We don't know. But we're, we, I definitely want to give him another shot, bring him back. Let's see what he can do. So very excited about that. Very excited about some of these future players getting another shot. Okay? Now, um, Jerry says, Jay Russ was LSU's biggest recruit ever. Uh, he was a top 54 star. He was a big one. I don't know if he was biggest. Yeah, he's a higher rated quarterback than Ryan Perilou. Now, obviously Ryan is in Louisiana, so that's different. So, oh, you don't want a slow mode? Oh, you just gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta send that out, man. We got, we got a lot of people in here that, that listen, uh, and and want to comment, but they're afraid of, of of stepping up to the plate. Okay, now. Carter, uh, this is a good question. How many TDs would JD5 have returning punts and kickoffs? A lot. Yeah, I mean, first off, the, the silliest thing, and look, some of our most loyal viewers were saying this, put JD5 at a running back. So stupid. Okay. But he is someone that would be an elite DB if you wanted to, be an elite wide receiver if you wanted to, be elite running back if you wanted to, be an alert elite return guy if you wanted to because of how fast and elusive he is. So it's crazy, absolutely crazy uh, how good he is. And sure, put him back a return guy. Put him back there. But then again, to get a return, you – I've got to stop somebody. Oh, I, I know, Jared. I know. It is crazy, though. It is crazy. I know that's what you weren't saying, but still. Let's go to Player X Super Chat. Congratulations, man. You just won yourself a BTJ card, man. And guess what? We'll give out another one um, as well. So if you super chat 20 bucks tonight, you're getting a rookie card. 
And uh, we got Logan Diggs over here. We got Josh Williams. I think we got a Malik. We got a Harold Perkins. Got a Mason Smith over here. So keep them coming. And, of course, if we get to a hundo tonight, we'll give out an autographed Tyson Jackson card. Throwback. We could really use Tyson Jackson. Sorry if I already discussed. Do you think BK released his house this weekend? I wait. He knows who he wants already. So the first thing is, does Brian Kelly want to fire Madhouse? I believe that he will. Once again, this isn't sources or anything like that. I just think the defensive staff needs to get a facelift. Now, where things get a little weird is with the recruiting cycles. And this is why. And I understand that there are some takes and there are some strong positions I have about college football that some of you don't like. But the early signing period causes you to keep bad coaches, hire bad coaches, and make weird recruiting evaluations, okay? If everything was done in February, you would have time to actually do a search, re-recruit players, and the players also know who the coaches are going to be at all the different schools, okay? The truth here is we... I say we have been hurt by the early signing period. The players have been hurt. The coaches have been hurt. Fans, the players, parents. It's about to go down. Kevin Hart voice. The portal are, is going to be nuts. I saw you know a tweet from a recruiting insider, Rusty Manzel. And he said, if you're a 2024 commit and you have not locked in your commitment, you better get to it. Because when this portal opens up, coaches don't care as much about high school recruits anymore. If you're just a guy. And that's more so a non-LSU thing. But just to keep in mind how crazy things are going to get. Jared wants a Logan Diggs card. I got you, man. Thank you so much. So we got Logan Diggs. Diggs card given out. And BTJ. Once again, I got it. Appreciate you, man. Or is a water boy when you need him the most? Oh, Ellie, Mom, and Sibley are in here? Oh, let's go. So, yeah, anything for you, T-Love. Well, most of LSU's recruiting class is taken care of at this point. It is more so in general, right? That's more so for three stars at a lot of middle-tier schools, right? Um but it's it just more so talking about the chaos of everything that happens around this time now. Okay. 
Next thing. Real hot take here. I got a scorching hot take that's just going to slap you right in the mouth. All y'all are going to be like, holy crap. I know where I heard it here first. Okay. I think Auburn plays Alabama really tough this weekend for a lot of different reasons. Okay. So tomorrow on Power Hour SEC, I'm releasing a video on the Auburn New Mexico State game. Okay. Now, the scoreline in that game looked really, really bad. Okay. Auburn lost 31 to 10 looked like they got blown out but the truth was New Mexico State got very lucky that a few college football rules helped them win this game okay it is amazing some of the things that I witnessed in this game that no one ever talks about when it comes to how to manage a game all right and I truly do believe from this point forward, if you are trying to pull a major upset, one thing you need to do when you are on offense is play at a really slow place, okay? Bleed the clock down with five or so seconds left to go, all right? So I studied Jerry Kill, who's the coach of New Mexico State today, and his teams notoriously play at a slow pace, okay? The only team really that plays at a slower pace is uh, Kentucky. Um, you, you, And New Mexico State had a lot of things go their way to where that game in terms – and I'm going to give you uh, the, the big reveal in this video. That was one of the fewest played games we have ever seen. So, in other words, there weren't a lot of plays, okay? There were a lot of penalties that helped chew that clock up, and Auburn had started playing better, and the way that that game flowed was weird, okay? Very weird. And New Mexico State has a really freaking good quarterback. So they had everything you need for an upset. They had guys stepping up, making extraordinary plays. Go look at the highlights for the games yourselves. They made difficult catches they made difficult plays and it wasn't just guys you know just running wide open they they had perfect play calls for certain blitzes and certain situations that game was coached to perfection um so yeah i know auburn 25 and a half point favorite but sometimes one coach has another coach's number and jerry kill beat the same exact coach as a 20-point underdog last year. So maybe it was just a tough matchup. I think Auburn's going to play Alabama really close. I I do. I do. Okay. And we got a Sam. Sam, My guy Sam is in here. What's up, baby? Sam, my man. Shout out to the fam. I I know like Sam's entire family now. That's That's my bro. Yes, he'll JD five will solidify the Heisman and have another four hundred yard game. Okay. 
Elijah Robinson's gotten a lot of love on this channel. Okay. A lot. Because you guys see the defense, the, the, the defense, and you see the five stars that they have, and you see how that that team was put together. You know, this offseason, they actually lost a key assistant. Um, he passed. So that obviously, you know, really stinks. But but yeah, uh, he is the current interim head coach. And Terry Price was the defensive line coach. I wanted to make sure I got the name right. And a lot of you are very impressed. Okay. He's a younger guy. He's only 38. And you guys want him to be our next defensive line coach. TT, what to do? I need you guys here every night, baby. Type Y for yes. Type in for no. You're going to be at the Thursday night live stream tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Central. The, I said Thursday, Wednesday night live stream at 6 p.m. Gage, there's honestly nothing he can do to for sure lock in Heisman tomorrow. To absolutely positively lock it in. The same way Joe Burrow locked it in. Because there's going to be voters that have the sorry excuse that he has three losses. Okay? Yeah, I meant to say Wednesday. It's hard. It's really, really hard to lock in anything. Now, Michael Penix and Bo Nix haven't been slouches. They they definitely have had seasons worthy of the award. I would argue against Michael Penix some, right? It's a little hard for me to justify the Arizona State game and having multiple games with no touchdowns. It's tough. It's tough. Okay. Now. All right, here we go. We are uh, going to give out the Tyson Jackson card. Thank you so much uh, to uh, Super Chat. Once he wants to give it out, that is Player X. So, yeah, we got to give out a Tyson Jackson autograph card. Right here, right now. Uh, I'll wait till a little bit later and we'll get it out. Yeah, that would help Samuel. It would. I think Jane has separated himself from Michael Penix. One thing that would help, though, is Oregon State shut down Bo Nix, which is doable. It's doable. Okay. This is my favorite rivalry in college football. Better than any rivalry that we have. Because we don't really have a rivalry. We have some very ferocious games. But there you go. Let's go to Drew with the nice super chat talking about next year. Carter, thinking about what the offense will look like next year. Do you think we'll have the right guys on the roster to take the next step and fill in for BTJ and Malik? 
Uh, at this point, no, because those guys were so unfreaking believably good. Okay, it will take a leap of faith for something like that to happen, right? Perfect example. Every year, there had been signs of an alpha the year before. Okay, so it's after 2019. Well, we had Terrace Marshall coming back. He was our alpha. Then Terrace Marshall goes, well, Kayshawn had those games at the end of the season. He was our alpha. And then this next season, which was the season before, Malik had started to have some moments. BTJ started to have some moments. Jack Bash started to have some moments. We felt pretty good. And we also had Jare Jenkins. So we felt really good about our wide receiver core going into last year. Loaded. And then going into this year, same thing. We had Malik. And Malik was far and away our best guy coming back into next year. And if you're a PHL sub, you, um, you know for certain that... BTJ was a guy that I felt was going to be really freaking good. Okay. Now, this is going to be the question. Do you believe Kyron Lacey can be an alpha? I'm not talking about being number two. I'm talking about be an alpha. Because almost everyone else I mentioned, I felt pretty good about at least one of those guys would be an alpha. Now, what do I mean by an alpha? You're a dude. You strike fear into opposing teams' game plans. It is a certain truth that this guy is going to get his versus you. A guaranteed bucket. Do you feel that way about anybody going into next year? Now, we could get some big-time transfer that says, hey, I could come in. I'm proven. I could be a guy next year. And, obviously, Shelton Sampson got an alpha grade from me. So, I I feel he, he very well uh, could be. And, obviously, I would like to see a lot. There could be a lot that changes versus Texas A&M. Kyron might have another big game. Um, but, at this point, there's, there's no, like, just stud – Guaranteed alpha going into next year, which is good, which is obviously not good, but it's also good because it is going to be exciting and it does have a little bit of mystery to our wide receiver room. But there's no doubt that Kyron Lacey is going to be one of our top two guys, and there's no doubt in my mind that he catches at least 50 balls next season. Okay. But here's a good thing is we, we've got a great tight end room. Trade as green has, has put together some really good tape and he is a multiple sport athlete. And this guy seems like he has some drive to be something truly special. And he just jumped in the recruiting rankings. In fact, he jumped Dominic McKinley, which I agreed with. Okay. Not because of school affiliation. Don't, run off and tell a Texas a fan or anything like that. I just felt Trey S. Green was a better player. 
does he come in and be someone for us next year? What about Kamarion Pimpton? What about all these other receivers? We've got the four true freshman receivers all jumping in to their redshirt freshman seasons. All four of them basically redshirted. And we also have four guys coming in, potentially more than just that. And then, of course, there's the portal. A good thing about this, Drew, is we've got Will Campbell and Emory Jones coming back. And they're going to have to take their games to another level because Jaden is the easiest quarterback to block for, uh, period. I'm not saying that they haven't done an elite job because they have. It's just you've got to be that much better with someone like Garrett Nussmeyer, who's a little bit more uh, limited in his elusiveness. Now, he is elusive, but, you know, Jaden is the most elusive you'll find. So our offensive line is going to be better than what it was this year because we return everybody if they want to come back. Charles Turner might make that leap. Miles Frazier might make that leap. We got DJ Chester and, and Lance Hurd waiting right there. If they do make that leap, and our offensive line should still be pretty special. So we we still return a lot of good pieces. It's just Logan's probably gone. He's been our best RB. And we lose two of the best receivers to ever play at LSU. As far as single season. Malik for career. BTJ single season and, and career. Or single season and Malik for career and single season. Okay. Very, very, very good. Super chat. Now. I do think we're going to run the ball a lot more. Part of me. It's just. And I'm trying to tempt down my expectations. Part of me is just because I love me some Caden Durham. I can't quit. Can't quit going back to him, man. I don't know what it is. It's just that because he doesn't, for me, you guys know, I, he's not a he's not a thick guy. I like my running backs thick. But every time I watch him, I'm like, God, this guy has got something. He has got something to his game. I don't know exactly what it is. It could be a 10, it's 10 to 100 meter. But he is going to be one of the most athletically gifted LSU Tigers we have ever seen. Coming in from Texas. Love me some Caden Durham. Lots of good pieces, man. So it's a good question, Drew. But ultimately, it's going to come down to all those things. But Garrett Nussmeyer and Mike Dimbrock are going to have to be lights out. It's, it's a good chunk of what you do is... Your um, is your offensive coordinator and your quarterback. And then look, I know I didn't mention them because they've gotten their opportunities this year and they've been mostly just meh, very injury plagued. But Aaron Anderson and Chris Hilton, both top 100 recruits. And you look historically, almost every top 100 LSU wide receiver that has gone to LSU has played in the NFL 
which is a crazy thing to believe. Even the ones that transfer, they play in the NFL. Okay? I like him thick, Jared. Don't 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 hate, man. I I I know you're not hating. You guys have eyes. All right. Is a running back north of 210. If you are, you're probably going to succeed at LSU. If you're not, you the, the data is working against you. Let's go to Dante, man. You've been going through it. Hope you're feeling better, brother. Do I believe Deshaun McBride or Tylen Tingleton will get early playing time next year? I do. I think they'll 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 have their opportunity. Now, Singleton's a different type of player than McBride. McBride's a little bit more of your true deep safety type of player. Singleton has he, he just looks like a division one power five football player. He he just does. He moves like it, man. And he's got he's got the moves like Jagger, as the famous philosopher. Adam Lambert once said, <laughs> uh, I, I still go back and, and laugh at those leaked Adam Lambert. <laughs> that is an all time internet moment. It really, 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 really is. Okay. Um, we are, we are an hour in. Okay. I do have who I want to give this card to. This is a guy who is one of the sharpest sports minds I think I've ever gotten to know. And he just knows a crap done. And he is definitely in the top 10 when it comes to live chat attendance. He doesn't miss. So this legendary Tyson Jackson autograph card, the beautiful blue pin autograph is going to go to Chance Babin. Congrats, Chance. LD88's hooking you up tonight, man. We gave out this Laurent Landry recently. I'm giving out a bunch of really cool stuff. Tyson Jackson, congratulations, Chance. You deserve it, man. And Chance, you got my email. Hit me up, and we'll get it all set up, man. You deserve it. Uh... Where do I want to go next? Oh, yeah. Oh, Arizona State missing a quarterback? Yeah. They're, they're probably wondering, hey, what the heck's going on? Because we're not going to go as long uh, tomorrow. Somebody help Joseph out uh, right here. Food recommendations in Lafayette or Bow Bridge area. Obviously, wherever you go, Joseph, you got to tell that restaurant to pay me some for this sponsorship. Okay. I do, you know, I gave the bold prediction. I think Auburn's going to make this Iron Bowl a little spicy with Alabama. I can't believe, I, I know the Iron Bowl isn't a look-ahead spot, but this is also going to sound like a super, super, super hot take. The Iron Bowl is so overrated. It is so overrated. Okay. 
I I know it's sacrilegious to say that in SEC country. But every year, the Iron Bowl is a precursor to whatever is happening in the SEC championship game. So last year was a good diversion from uh, the the normal um, Iron Bowl SEC championship game the next week because LSU was in it. The issue was Auburn had a terrible team. Okay, so. The Iron Bowl just doesn't have as much to it as the Egg Bowl does. The Egg Bowl is so much better than every other SEC rivalry. It just is, okay? Especially if you just talk about the rivalry week matchups. Mississippi, uh, Missouri-Arkansas is a joke. LSU-Texas A&M. I, I don't get up for Texas A&M as much as I do Florida, as much as I do Auburn or whatever. But they've shoved that down our throats. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay. Nothing comes close to the Egg Bowl. I watch it every year. I'm not even from Mississippi. I don't really know a lot of people in Mississippi. Actually, I kind of do, but still. All right, I'm going to go with Desmond here. He said he's from Lafayette. Go to Pat's over Henderson for a good Cajun meal. I've never really eaten a whole lot in Lafayette. Lafayette's a great city, though. Tsunami. I do, I do love me some sushi, man. Jared, I'm going to let you decide if you want to do a Thursday show. I normally just like to watch Hank Bowl, though. I swear, I'm so invested in this rivalry. What, what truly transformed me was Elijah Moore pissing on the ball. Not actually doing that, but that to end a rivalry game, is nothing comes close to that. Let's go to TJ here. JD5 putting up six tutties. Not one, not two, not three, and not four, and not five. Six tutties. The LeBron. Not one. <laughs> do it with the TJ. Do it with the. I want everyone to do it. Not one. Not two. Huh? Huh? Oh my God! Oh man! Tell me why? JD fight and fear. You don't fear it. I don't fear nobody. Six TDs this weekend. That's a good point, David. Good to see you again, David. Gonna need six TDs with our defense. And David's got that professional headshot, man. David looks like he works for like a big marketing agency 
or he knows someone that knows someone that is a seven figure venture capitalist. Either way, six CDs are the, yeah, you are right about that. Bet the over in every LSU game. Just do it. We go to David. Bleach Report has us in Notre Dame in the ReliaQuest Bowl. Ah, oh, I'd love it. I'd freaking love it. They asked Brian Kelly about that, and he, he gave you the answer that he should give. I'm worried about Georgia State. Worried about Georgia State. David's like, I wish. I freaking wish. Mm. I saw this thing. Um, Ain't nothing like Tiger Stadium on Saturday. Who's all going to the game on Saturday? So Mick thinks it's going to be close. I feel like I'm going to get hot, uh, cold takes exposed so hard when Alabama wins this 42 to 10 or something like that. I need y'all's help on this, man. I have been cold, cold with my picks. I was very hot to start the season. Ice cold. Is there a play you love here? Ole Miss getting 10 on the road at Mississippi State. Mississippi State is so bad. I don't know. I feel like Ole Miss will blow them out this year. I really do think so. Even though they're on the road, Dan, it's our, it's a freaking egg bowl. How about Florida getting six and a half versus Florida State's backup? Clemson, seven-point favorites at South Carolina. Man, I thought I was going to get at least like 17 and a half for Alabama-Auburn. Ugh. Me and Samuel, there you go. You got LSU, you got the LSU parlay going on. The over. Top 25. Oh, the Civil War is Friday night. 
Okay, so you'll get to see Bo Nix in person. Uh, 13 and a half point favorites. Very interesting. Anything sticking out to y'all? BYU playing Oklahoma State. That should be that should be sacrilegious. Bedlam. No more bedlam. Michigan currently a three point favorite over Ohio State. Let's go this. Mr. Sibley. As a student before time was time, Bama was 9-0 and and Auburn 0-9. Auburn won the game. Do you really think the game will be close? What is it about rivalry games? Yeah, simply part of the thing about rivalry games is it's the last game of the week, right? Or the last game of the season during rivalry week. This is Auburn's Super Bowl, right? Uh, they're, they're not playing for anything. Uh, what, uh, their record is, what, 4-7 and seven now, or is it 5-6? and six? Let me see. Got it right here. Oh, they're 6-5. and five. So they're not really playing for anything. They already got their bowl like, locked in. Um. But this game is going to be way bigger than whatever bowl game that they play in. Where Alabama's got a bigger game than this one next week, right, in the SEC championship game. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm hoping Auburn makes it entertaining. But that's the thing, man. A lot of Alabama games don't end up being compelling because they just – choke you out man they they're so tough to remain competitive with uh throughout the course of a game because their teams are always really deep really talented really well coached really mentally strong and yeah i will say the last time this game was in auburn the game was very compelling it was one of the best games ever in the iron bowl and bryce young won a heisman trophy because of that drive uh, and TJ Finley couldn't get it done. Now this year's TJ Finley might have gotten it done. LD88 thinks Bama's rolling. Jaron's going or Oregon State money line. What do you think about that, Player X? Y'all think y'all y'all think Oregon State's gonna get it done? Dang, y'all are y'all are loving Bama here. Yeah, Sam, you'll send them to me later. I know you're driving right now. Tell the wife and the fam I said hello. It's the, oh, Grant, the 10-year anniversary of the kick six. 10 years? 10? As in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1? 
I mean, I always go to Billy's. I got one in Appaloosa's and Crot Springs. Crot Springs location location better than the Appaloosa's one. I'm telling you, Auburn Auburn is a great home field. They just got a great stadium. They do. Still can't believe Ryan Leaf, man. Ryan freaking Leaf. Let's go. I'm I'm all about Coach Jonathan Smith, man. He's a basic. He's the most. He has a the most basic name, and he's just kind of a basic guy. But the dude can coach football. He's good, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Matt Canada thing happened today. Oh boy. Dude, the Steelers hated Matt Canada. Hated. There was a clip of their kicker when they were walking after a victory, and Matt Canada was celebrating a victory, and he's like, "Yeah, we got a victory." And the kicker said something. I think it was Chris Boswell said something. Not because of you. Uh but Jonathan Smith can coach football. What restaurant is this? It's one of the first restaurants that integrated back in the day. Which one? Let me know, Desen. Shoot me an email or a Twitter message at Power LSU. Crot Springs is a speed trap. It is. You better go 45 on the dot in in Crot Springs. And any any town in Louisiana that begins with a D or a K, go the speed limit. Pat's Fisherman's Wharf. Kind of want to check it out. Last time we did a restaurant review on here. Just by looking at their menu, it was a cheesesteak restaurant in, in Alexandria. <laughs> I don't remember the name of it. That's cool. Hey, okay, I got a haircut tonight, today. Look at your boy. Man, there is nothing better than getting a fresh cut. I just love, I just love this cut, man. Look at me, man. Let's go to Richard holding us down on Facebook. Thank you so much, man. I just can't get anything on on the book. I guess, guess I got to keep feeding, feeding that algo. 
Carter, we played Bama close. When you think about it, it was their best game. Our defense was terrible, and we had 13 minutes to catch up when Daniels went down. So what does that say about Bama? Yeah, I think I, – I, I, the, the scary thing about Alabama is this is not even one of Nick's top five teams, right? That is so freaking incredible that they're playing in the SEC championship game, and this is not one of their top five teams. And they're also relatively young. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look at what all they lost. Heiser Trophy winning quarterback. Their tight end went off the deep end. Um, lost some key offensive linemen. Then on defense, lost Will Anderson. Lost another DT, I believe. Lost their best safety. Lost one of their best linebackers. Lost one of their best corners. No problem. Burks, what's good, man? Gage likes Florida over Florida State. Obviously, Jordan Travis not playing. I really hated that. I really, really, really hated that. I was kind of pulling for Florida State. I really did not have any bad blood against them. I really didn't. And I don't know. I They always tell you Florida State Twitter is the worst Twitter. Their fan base is the most toxic. Not my experience in, in these two seasons. I wanted to see Jordan Travis finish it out because I think Florida State at their absolute best. Everything clicking. Can play with the the, the best of the best. I think that, I think if everything went their way, they've got an elite play caller, good online coach. I th- I think I think they had enough. I do. I really really do. But we'll never know with Travis being hurt. And now we have the committee who if Florida State wins out, they could leave Florida State out because they don't have Jordan Travis. Now please go follow the Twitter page at Power Hour LSU. You can also follow my personal account at Carter the Power. Uh, right there. Okay. Get to it. Uh, TJ, don't get him excited. That's a good question from Jared. Who do we pull for in the SEC championship game? I don't want Bama to win, but don't want UGA to 3 P. Obviously, the best thing would be for Bama to lose versus Auburn and then beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. 
but at this point, there are no winners for us. You know, the if, if, if Georgia loses, they might not get into the playoff. I think what would be an interesting scenario would be one loss Georgia, one loss Alabama, one loss Texas with the Big 12 championship. Okay. That's interesting. Now, you know one thing that's it's very interesting. Okay. And it obviously helps that there are a lot of LSU football storylines and we got a big week coming up. Okay. And Jaden's the biggest story on campus right now, as uh, he should be. Shelly, that's a good question uh, about Decorian Moore. You honestly never know. Uh, but I, I think he's going to stay with LSU. Still a long time for him, though. A little shocked nobody's brought up the Angel Reese situation. I, I, I'm honestly a lot shocked because uh, obviously we're big Angel fans on here. And guess what? All the former players that were tweeting out, I thought that they were just tweeting out just to do it. No, there was a reason. Okay. There's a reason. Okay. Does Angel Reese return to the team? I would have to think that she does at this point. Um, but, yeah. So, Billy, you brought it up. They're obviously still going to be very good with or with that. Or we don't know how long she's going to be out. We obviously don't know the specifics. Normally, when it's something like this, I don't know. I will say, I think she's coming back. And I think when we look back on this, it won't be that big of a deal. Okay. Yeah, TJ, she's not been playing. She she didn't play last Friday in Hammond, and she didn't play last night. And she didn't play in the second half of another game. Very excited to see where this team's going to go. Oh, Sib, did I miss your Super Chat? I'll never miss a Sib Super Chat. Uh, About the Alabama game? I, I thought we... we, we uh, what? Oh, okay. I maybe I didn't answer um, this question. Uh, the second part of this question. Yeah, I do think this game will be close. Obviously, I, I mentioned a few reasons as to why the New Mexico State game could be a little misleading. Um, but what is it about rivalry games 
I kind of answered it. It was it's part of it. Honestly, is it just being the final game with your brothers? Okay. The big difference is a bowl game is like its own thing, right? Because a bowl game is weeks from the end of the season, more often than not. And you don't know where you're going, and it's kind of just a fun thing. Okay? But yeah, I thought I, thought I answered JSB's uh, Super Chat uh, fine, but apparently I didn't. Apparently I didn't. I did. You guys call me out if I don't answer y'all's questions good enough. I try my best. Uh, I try. I'm, I try my best. Yeah, TJ. I don't think it would just be that. I don't. I think. It, I think it would be. I don't know. Now I'm just speculating, but. She is the biggest star on on campus, you know. Like, obviously, Livy is 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 massive, and then Jaden is massive. And even though they just left Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz, still massive stars. But you know, Angel's been in a Cardi B music video. I mean, she is a global. She has the potential to be a global mogul, right? With Shaq signing her and all that stuff. I will say this. Okay. I think Angel is going to come back with a vengeance and ball out of control. Now, when it comes to Boudin stuffed anything, I truly do mean that the best tailgate food I've ever eaten in my life was this Boudin stuffed gator with uh, Samuel and his homies right here. These boys. Put the work on this boudin stuff gator. There's me and Sam right there. My guy. God. Dude is... That was insane, bro. Watch out, though, Jared. Michaela Williams. You're right. Look, Michaela, we did one of the first interviews with Michaela Williams. That's all I think like 10 years from now, when PHL is still going, we're going to be seeing Michaela Williams winning all these WNBA championships. And you'll, you'll be like, dang, I remember when I first learned about her on Power Hour LSU. Well, most of you probably knew about her before she was on our channel, but you really got to know about her. 
Yeah, Samuel, I, I would I would guess it a lot of it is dependent. Once again, it just comes down to the language in those contracts. A lot of it is just dependent on if she's she's playing or not, right? But you know, this is always the truth, and your best ability is availability. All right, Cole, we'll see you tomorrow. And don't forget, if you're not uh, tuning in tomorrow night, we might do something for the Egg Bowl on Thursday night. Dang, Billy, that's one of the most loaded questions I have ever uh, received here. This is this is crazy. Carter, in 10 years from now, do you see yourself changing the name of your show? Are you going to keep it the same? My wife wanted to know. So does your wife want the IP? Does she want the, uh, the Power Hour LSU name? She can have it. It's all, it's all hers. Somebody's already tried to take it. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. But it is what it is at this point. Uh, but yeah, actually, so Denson, that, that is a good point. You did send me one yesterday. And it actually was a good question, and it's actually a topic we did not talk about. But yeah, Billy, I did. I don't know. All I hope, Billy, uh, 10 years from now, I have made so much money that I'm able uh, to do this full time and do a bunch more live shows, hanging out with you guys, getting to travel the country. And hopefully 10 years from now, I'm a very accomplished national sports commentator, and I'm going to keep working hard until that day actually comes. So this was Devson's question. Um, and Devson, if you could type it out, I'll put your name up on the screen. About Jimmy Lindsay. Okay. There you go, Billy. Well, tell her, Mrs. Burks, that I appreciate it so much. But yeah, at this point, I kind of like the Power Hour LSU name. I have Power Hour SEC. But there's sometimes, you know, I could get into an, a Genesis story about the Carter the Power name. I like my name Carter Bryant, too, because it's just my name. So I sometimes wish I just went by Carter Bryant, which is my actual name. God, I love my last name. There's a lot of people in my family who have actually done some cool in their lives instead of just talking to a microphone all the time like me. Okay. BDC is in the chat tonight. What's good, brother? Let's go. Man. The Texas A&M game is calling my name. Do I want to go see one of the freaking goats play again? So, BT...
Dave, okay. There was a viral TikTok about this not too long ago, and I don't want to get into it. Deep question. Do you think Jimmy Lindsay will be retained or will BK clean house on the defensive side of the ball? Okay. All right. Shout out. Shout out, Brom. Shout out, Grant. Let me answer this really quickly from Steve the Gringo. Good to see you again. Would Underwood automatically start next year? No. Uh, Gary Nussmeyer starts next year, and Bryce Underwood won't be on the team next year. He's a 2025 recruit. So if he does commit, he would be a true freshman in 2025. So this next season, it is impossible for him to be on the roster unless he does a reclassification, Okay. Um, which at this point would be preposterous. Uh, but you never know. You, you did, there's all kinds of crazy reclass uh, situations. So there you go. Now, I want to go a little bit deeper on this question from Desmond. He super chatted it yesterday, and he's been very helpful with the Louisiana restaurant Rex. Do I think Jimmy Lindsay will be retained or will Brian Kelly clean house on the defensive side of the ball? Okay, so let's let's be very clear here that my analysis comes from a place of love, comes from a place of honesty, but I try to be as objective as I possibly can because above all else, we are all fans of LSU, the program, over anything else, okay? So understand everything I'm about to say about Jimmy Lindsay is part of an overarching situation that Brian Kelly is in. So Jimmy Lindsay had something very, very, very unfortunate happen to him. He had a very scary health situation. Um, you know, I, I had one of his former players reach out to me to give me more details on it. I don't feel like it's totally pertinent, um, you know, to, to talk about his situation. But he did return to the team in an administrative role, but not necessarily coaching um, the actual defensive line unit. And Brian Kelly was asked about that. He made it clear that it was an administrative role. And Jimmy Lindsay has still done some recruiting and has still been active, you know, with LSU. So it's obviously a, a, a difficult situation because Jimmy Lindsay was kind of a madhouse guy. Him and Matt uh, knew each other. And not only has our defense not played well, but our defensive line has not played well. So would the defensive line have been better with Jimmy Lindsay or would it have been about the same? How much does one defensive line coach shift the pendulum one way or the other? Some would say it shifts it a lot. It's a, I'm a little bit weird from my personal experience because my defensive line coach was my only defensive line coach I ever had. Um, now, once again, I just played in high school, but if he wasn't there, I would not have been a good football player. He was a really, really, really good D line coach. So 
uh, you know, position coaches are very important, right? Um, it's it's more of a recruiting thing than an actual technique and coaching thing. The recruiting that you do is more important than the actual coaching that that you do um, outside of being a coordinator. So, but both are, are, are very important. Obviously our defensive line class, this cycle has, has suffered because of our defensive line movement. It just has. So we're in kind of a, a, a weird spot here with Jimmy Lindsay. A big thing is going to come down to if Matt House is retained. If Matt House is not retained, Jimmy Lindsay has a good shot of not being retained either. So it's it's wild. It's absolutely wild. Um so I I I I I think at this point Brian Kelly is going to let Matt House go. I think so. It, it would take a lot, a lot for Matt House to be retained. A lot. LSU's got the money to get something done here. It would be expensive, but still. Yeah, Richard, this is a very good question. How have all of these situations been kept private? Well, this is a very good time for someone with um, a journalism degree to share. And and I feel like I have a good idea of how sports media works. Um, I'm a sports media junkie. I, I am. I've never been a scoop guy. I wouldn't call myself a journalist either. I do have a journalism degree. Um, the truth is most scoops aren't Woodward and Bernstein. It's not somebody doing a bunch of digging to uncover something. Most scoops are leaks, okay? And most leaks from insiders regard contracts, coaches being hired and fired, and there are very few people with access to that information. Ultimately, what needs to be kept under wraps is kept under wraps unless somebody wants something to be out, okay? So the truth is there's probably someone on the LSU beat that knows what's happening right now, but they fear retribution of sharing that information from LSU, okay? But the other could also be true. That nobody truly knows outside of the people that would know. Okay. So it's honestly just how it is with the with 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 the media stuff. If somebody wants a message to be kept under wraps, it can be kept under wraps for long periods of time. Think about some of the most serious stories that have happened not only to LSU, but college football, that went on for years, and no one knew anything. No one knew anything, okay? Um, And there's also, you know, these are students, okay? There are laws that that protect students from 
certain information potentially from getting out. Now, I'm not an expert at at that kind of stuff, but it's it, it is crazy that we just don't know a whole lot. And it this always will hold true. It's kind of like the college football playoff. Do you really think a group of 12 of the busiest people on the planet, athletic directors, people from all walk of lives, do you really think that they sit down and watch all these games? No. Okay. They have formulas. They have people that, that help them with this. It's not, it's not just them. Okay. It's not just their eye tests. They, they've got, they've got protocols, right? This is also true with the LSU athletics. This is true for college athletics. This is true for pretty much all of athletics. With all the different people that, especially in college football, that are involved with the college football program, think of the hundreds of people that are involved every day with college football. I'm not just talking about the players. I'm not just talking about the staff, I'm talking about boosters, I'm talking about fans, players, parents. Think about all these tentacles that are surround football. There are all kinds of secrets that you never hear about, that I never hear about, and I study this program every day. There's so much stuff that you don't know, okay? And most of LSU media that goes to press conferences and all that every day that's not necessarily their job to uncover stuff. They they're 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 presenters, right? They share with you the information that 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 they think that their fans want to see, right? They'll go to a pro, you know a press conference and take the quotes and go go along with their jobs, right? So it's 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 amazing how much stuff that happens that that you never know about and might come out five, 10 years from now, and you're like, holy crap, that was happening. At, at this school, I mean, look, the biggest story on, on Saturday outside of the Heisman race is Connor Stallions and how this very weird and slippery slope scandal, how did this all come to light? It was a, a leakage, right? Um, part of an investigation. It's a weird thing. Right. So always remember that when you're a fan of whichever team, there's so many different things that go into a player. Oh, Dave, Dave, he chilled out a little bit. Okay. They would, Richard. Okay. They would. But. Like I said about leaks, if any of that were to come out, how would that benefit them? That's the thing about leaks, okay? When you see Adam Schefter break a story, when you see whoever break a story, if it's so-and-so is signing a 10-day contract, that doesn't hurt anyone, right? When that leak comes out, that's just information, but if a trade rumor were to go out or anything like that, guess what? That benefits somebody, okay? That benefits a potential team that may be looking to offload an asset. 
that may benefit a player. Like, for instance, perfect example, Zach Levine. Okay, he's kind of going through a similar situation um, as Angel. Now, it's not really that similar, but it's it's a situation where he is not in full alignment with the Chicago Bulls. So a few weeks ago, train rumor went out, and it was from Shams Charnian, one of the big sports reporters on the planet. And when it went out, it was kind of weird. You know, Zach Levine is a bull. It makes a lot of money to play for the Bulls. Who does that benefit? Well, it was just a trade rumor that the Bulls would be interested to, to ship out Zach Levine. So did that leak? Why would that have gone out? Did the agent want Zach to be shopped around? Did Zach himself wanted to put that out? Maybe the Bulls put that out. But what you don't know is there's probably not a whole lot of teams that want a Zach Levine who's played in nine seasons for career playoff games. Okay. So anytime something is out, even if the information is out, even if you were to learn what happened to whichever player in any situation, Ask yourself, with that information leaking, who does it benefit? Because rarely is there reporters talented enough with a gazillion sources and access to to this information or this camera or this cousin or whoever else that can just uncover something just for the sake of journalism, just for the sake of knowing the truth. When something gets out, it's because somebody wants it out. All right. It's it's 90 percent of the time when a leak comes out, 90 percent. OK. 90 percent of the time it, 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 it is wild, though, Richard, you would think with everything around that something would come out. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not necessarily bad journalism. It's not that. It's hard to uncover stuff, right? That's why I made the Woodward and Bernstein reference, right? It's hard. And then if you do uncover something, what about the retribution? Because if, if you if you're able to uncover something that nobody wanted out, then they're gonna do whatever it mother freaking takes. To not necessarily destroy you, but to make your life more difficult. And that's not even any LSU related thing. That's just how media works. Okay. What's in it for me? Wash versus Washington State. Take the 16 and a half. Yeah. I, I, you know, I. 
probably. I want like for instance. How do you think how do you think all these NIL deals have happened for him? Well, he's got people, right? He's got a good team. One thing to keep in mind that really well about Jaden is he is really, really, really tight with some of these young quarterbacks in the NFL. You notice CJ Stroud said, Hey, I think Marvin Harrison should win the Heisman. But he also said, I think Jane Daniels should win the Heisman. So him publicly putting his word behind someone when his best receiver from last year is also in this race. Now, it's a distant race now because of the game last week. But his Heisman comment, I think, actually came before this past weekend. That lets you know CJ really likes Jaden. He really does. So, yeah, he's he's got he's got a team. He's got good people around. Now, here's what you're going to do. Next five to ten minutes, we'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat, we'll keep it going. Let's give uh, I kind of want to boot and stuff turkey now. I'm I'm a Call my father-in-law tomorrow. That's with another super chat. He said, did I see the video at Dave Bar 2? Yeah, we talked about it quite a bit. And uh, I'll say the Preston did a great job. But if you guys uh, want me to, I could get Dave on here on our channel. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen during this offseason. Um, Dave and I have been really good friends for a long time. Um, well over a decade now. He did student radio interviews with me a long time ago. And we've actually met uh, before and hung out before. Um, I love Dave. I really do. I think he's awesome. And uh, he and I have had hour-long phone conversations a lot. Okay? And I do respect his work. Now, my thing is we, we get into debates about some things about college football um, he, that, that he and I strongly disagree with. So, yeah, love me some Dave Bar too, man. Great guy. And he had a great interview uh, with the uh, defensive situation. But, yeah, if we get into a debate. Not Bama Dave, no. There's too many Daves in here. We got too many Davies in here. I might have to block the other Davey because you made the LSU Davey in here. David Ezel feel like, ugh, I have the same first name and uh, last initial. I see AP has, has been, in, been lurking in here. 
There he is right there, David E. AP's been in this thing. AP. Wait, Hugh, am I breathing? Dude, people get on my breathing so bad. Are like, what? Wait, is there something wrong with my my breath? Like, am I am I am I? Do, what do you think, Hugh? Do you think do you think I'm about to go down? Do you think I do you think I'm? You, you think I'm eating too much? I am chunky now. I do need to lose some weight. So, Hugh, thank you. Oh, was, it, was it heavy? It was heavy? Oh, man. I got to get out there and run a freaking 10K tomorrow. Y'all, y'all are coming after me. Nah. <sighs> Sounds like I just did some cardio. I think she's in great spirits, and I appreciate that. And it is not my wife, by the way. But she's great. Call 911. He needs an ambulance. But not for me. Huh? 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 Now, I won't breathe into the microphone. I'll just I'll just do the show without breathing. I mean, I got I to gotta breathe. I, I don't know how that would work. Man. Y'all are calling me out. Y'all are like, God, dude, Carter, we've seen you back on the pounds. You should should have just stuck with one white chicken enchilada, but you had to go for seconds. You had to go. <laughs> Hugh, hadn't even, Hugh hadn't said a damn thing. He was probably just listening, playing Scrabble with his family in the background. And... <laughs> He, he was like, 
Mrs. Jass, I'm sorry. We we've I know we're playing a nasty game of Scrabble. And I know you were about to play Defenestrate on the board, but hold on just a second. I I I I got it. I I got a I got a check on my boy. Breathing a little hard. <laughs> LD88 is freaking going after me now. I was like, do you have, do you have <laughs> allergies? What the hell does allergies have to do with this? Oh yeah, Carter. I saw some some yellow dust in the background. Is that pollen? No. What what is? Did, <laughs> Ha 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 allergies. Now I do I do need to get that that's a good I'm glad y'all called me out on this. I'm glad y'all called me out. Y'all are thinking like Carter, I've seen you wear this tiger shirt before, but it's it's protruding. Right? You're looking like Mike the 29th right now. Oh, did I rub my nose a lot? Might be allergies. Might might be. Andrew says this is what happens when you get married. I didn't know getting married gives you allergies. I didn't know that. Yeah, what? What gets you scratching your nose? Well, you know the stuff that people like to do in college and in Jersey, and bees and. Uh, getting married. I didn't know my breath was costly. That's why I'm not blowing up on Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg is like, man, I can't have allergic people mess up my algorithm. Oh, Danny coming off the top rope. I got used to the nose rubbing just to see me out of sight of it to get by. Yeah, I mean, back in my day, we used to go hard. Now, I've actually never done the booger sugar, man. Never have. The funniest thing about my drug usage which is not extensive. Okay. Oh, was it? It was, um, Man, I I can't get over this Ryan Leaf stuff, man. Dude, this stuff has pissed me off. I want to I want to tweet about it, but I'm like I'm just feeding the monster. But one of my biggest regrets, but it's also kind of funny, is everyone thinks I was on that that lean when I took that photo with Paul Skeens. When I had a double cup of a cranberry vodka 
And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not on that level. You double cup so you can have something to mix the drink. But since it was styrofoam, y'all thought I had that, that, that good, good. Ryan Leaf just released like a video saying uh, he didn't he didn't give any reasons. He just said Jaden is not on Michael Penix or Bo Nix's level. Now, I am done for the evening. Our top super chatter of the night was RSX. Sibley also came through. TJ, Grant, Drew, Player X, Jared A. And guess what? We shall be back. Tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Central, and I'll see you there, okay? And us. Pow. Ow. LSU. Boom. I'll be chatting in the Discord. And tonight, we are doing... Chicken enchiladas. Let's go. Let's go.